I remember when we first started doing our annual legacy meetings and, you know, idealistically, like in my head, it sounded great, sounded exciting. But when it came to actually doing it and putting it into practice, um, things changed and the the sense of excitement and really bringing my all and playing full out and bringing my best to it just wasn't there. And I wasn't quite sure um, why I felt resistant or why I was reticent to actually engaging in the meeting until we had some some key conversations and some things really came out. Now, let me say this, those conversations did not come easily, but um, eventually we ended up getting to really what was the the reason behind it and sort of what was the reason behind my emotion. So in this episode, really excited because we're going to be offering the husband's perspective um, as it pertains to me. I was the one being resistant to this meeting and we're going to be covering... Th- covering three things that you're going to learn. Before you go into that, though, can I say something? Yes. Um, I think it's important that they know all that this is really a follow-up to the previous episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to that one first. Okay, there you are. Thank you for saying that. Yes. So in this episode, uh, we're going to be covering how, or should I say why, rather, why your spouse is most likely resistant to engaging fully in the legacy meetings. I know I couldn't be out there by myself. (laughs) Secondly, we're going to be covering how to strategically, strategically engage your spouse so they support you by taking ownership in the legacy meeting. And I say that again, how they can support you by taking ownership in the legacy meeting. And then third and finally, we're going to uh, be chatting about the tips, and in one sense, you could even say scripts uh, for communicating with your spouse that will not only help them to see the value, but really get them to speak openly and cast vision for your business legacy. All right, so here we go in this episode. So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question, and this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go. What's up, everybody? What's going on, y'all? Guess what happened? Um, We are going live just for a few moments because we feel like this is going to be super valuable. A piece of information concerning communication uh, with your spouse as married entrepreneurs or married entrepreneurs or um, aspiring married entrepreneurs. I think it was last week we came live and we were talking about, we gave a template on an annual marriedpreneur uh, legacy meeting. And when we spoke about the marriedpreneur, the annual marriedpreneur legacy meeting and went over a very simple template we realized afterward when we were doing a training on it uh with some of our wives in our membership group they were um they were asking questions about how to get their spouse on board how to get their husbands on board and so 
I think that's something that we can talk about for a few minutes and we didn't want to leave that part out because we know that's very real. It's very real that people, uh, spouses have uh, maybe some friction, when it, especially when it comes to doing these annual Marriottpreneur Legacy Meetings. So real quick, do you want to do a quick intro for those of us though they don't know who we are yet? Yeah, so what's up? I'm Oil Buckley. And I'm Sway Buckley. That's right, we're co-founders of Marriottpreneurlife.com. Obviously, yes, Marriott Life, the podcast, as well as Marriott Life Strategies. So uh, our goal and focus, even for being here for, on a few for a few moments today, is to help other married entrepreneurs to launch, grow, and scale their businesses and, and really build out a very clear legacy structure to do that peaceably and profitably. But uh, today specifically is really going to be diving into this whole communication situation, okay? Hey, 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 fam, dispatch with bar. Hey, it's my girl from um, Mississippi, Brookhaven in the house. So it's a long story, I didn't tell you, I met somebody from Brookhaven, Mississippi. Okay. Um, so yeah, she's, she's in, yeah, Brookhaven in the house. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, this is, I got two compliments on this hair today and believe this is like, I started to learn how to do it during the, um, the whole situation, the pandemic, um, once I, we, we were on lockdown out here and I was like, well, I have to figure it out. So here we are. <laughs> oh, oh, bless out oh, New Jersey. Yes, we are in New Jersey today. That Well, that's where we live. That's where we're coming in live from. Um, so good to see you, fam. Good to see you all. So excited to have you here. So, okay, so we're going to we're going to have this quick communication chat um, around how to get your spouse on board. So as I mentioned a little bit earlier that we were, last week we did a legacy, um, a training on having a annual legacy meeting with your spouse. And we found out that a lot of our wives and our couples in our um, membership group, they were like, well, how do we do that? If our spouse, if our husband is not really on board. And we didn't even think about talking about how we started off, it was pretty rough. So we decided to go ahead and do um, a live on that part of it because the communication piece is so important. So we're gonna do it as a podcast episode, but it's gonna be an interview. So yes. you all are gonna be able to join in and watch us as my wife interviews me talking about this specific topic. Because we're doing the husband's perspective today. Here's the thing though, if you want to chime in, you're like a part of the live studio audience. And so you can be like, oh, what about this? What about that? Or whatever. And so we'll make sure that we um, shout you out and we're paying attention to these comments right here. Also, before we go live, um, this whole week, we're doing a free training for married entrepreneurs. It's our love and launch challenge. If you haven't heard about it and you all are married entrepreneurs and you're seeking, if you're really in the stage of launching and trying to grow in that business aspect, this is for you all. This is the thing that we were looking for when we were first getting started. Um, as far as building out um, the business together, the, the systems and the strategies, but also having a very clear legacy um, blueprint of how this would look for you. So it's high view, but it's super powerful and we're doing it all week long and it's totally free. So you can uh, get the details with the link in the bio. You can catch the replays from the first two days and then catch us live for the rest of the week. It's going to be amazing. It's already amazing. So we invite you to come and join in on the uh, all the amazingness. So we're going to go ahead and record mm -hmm. and uh, we'll dive into the meat of this podcast episode concerning, I would just say it's around communication. Yeah, that's a big piece. Okay, you ready? What's up, everybody? This is O.L. Buckley. And this is Sway Buckley. Of MarriedPreneurLife.com. Yes, this is where we help mission-minded married entrepreneurs. Those of you who want to get more clarity, generate more income, 
But above all of that, you really want to leave a lasting impact. Yes, married entrepreneurs come to us to to sync high-level systems with laser-clear strategy to build out a solid legacy structure and to do so peaceably and profitably. So whether you are an indiepreneur, a spousalpreneur, or a couplepreneur, or a combination of any of those marriedpreneur types, you are absolutely in the right place. And if you have no idea what those marriedpreneur types are, I'll break it down for you really quickly. The indiepreneurs are those married couples where you're building individual businesses. And then we have the spousalpreneurs, and that's where one spouse is building the business while the other spouse is working a nine to five. And then you have the couplepreneur, marriedpreneur type, where these th this couple is actually working together in the same business. So you can identify as one of these three marriedpreneur types or you may identify as a combination. We, in this stage in our life, on our journey, in this assignment that we're doing right now, we are both indiepreneurs as well as couplepreneurs. So we have our individual businesses and then we have a business together that we are running and operating. So today though, we're gonna dive into, whether you're indie spouse or couplepreneurs, we're all legacy builders. We're gonna dive into a follow-up of a previous uh, training or live training that we did around how to have an annual legacy meeting with your spouse. As marriedpreneurs, we ought to be having these, these legacy meetings and not just legacy meetings, but annual. And right now is a great time to be planning for that as we get ready to transition into the new year. Here's the thing. So we did that live and, and we went over the template and everything. And then we actually did the same training, but went a lot deeper with our um, our couples and our wives specifically over in our membership group on uh, those who are in our, our clients and we found out that there was a big wall there was an obstacle there they were like well what do you do if it's like you're not on the same page with your spouse uh it maybe your husband doesn't want to have this annual marriedpreneur legacy meeting like he wants no parts of it or it feels like a, like you're pulling him it's dragging dragging him to it how do you handle that? And so I'm so glad that my husband was available because we were we went in and kind of tag team with them. But I was like, I think that he should answer these questions. I can speak from what we did when we first started to where we are now. But I think it's really important to hear the psyche of the man, like how he's thinking and what would get him on board, board those triggers that we may not know as, as wives, but also uh, understanding how to do it and how to build together. So I said, you know what, maybe we should just do a live interview while I'm where I'm interviewing you mm -hmm. on what we need to know as a married couple especially as the wives part of it and then and then moving forward what what things that we need to do to make it really an amazing experience and not one that is um, grueling and I'll say this just in full transparency when we first started our meetings it was it was a, it was how do I say this <laughs> it was a lot <laughs> It was challenging. It was rough. It was rough. It was tough. It was rough. It was not easy. I will say that. And mainly because, uh, well, it's probably a couple of reasons, but ultimately I felt like um, it was, we weren't on the same page. And so not, we weren't wanting the same thing in the way of how to get to it. So when it came to meetings, it was it was rough because we, we weren't seeing like the purpose, both of us, of how this coming together meeting of the minds was going to be impactful and powerful for us. So with that being said, so much has changed since then. The tables have totally turned in the best way possible. 
where um, I don't feel like I'm dragging my husband to any type of meetings. In fact, he's he's waiting for me most of the time. He's like, you ready? Are we meeting or what? Because it's it's totally changed. So I wanted to to share that though, because sometimes people can look up and see and don't realize that there's some stuff that we had to go through and work through in order to get over and, and come to a, a much better place. So with that being said, um, how are you, Mr. Owa Buckley? I'm good. I'm good. What's up? Yes, thank you for joining us here on the Married Life Podcast. So glad. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you're looking kind of spiffy today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I said thank you, but you feel okay. Thank you. Well, um, with that being said, we will start. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in full transparency, mm-hmm. and as I know you will do, um, and, and honesty, as I know you will, just being just preparing the, the listeners for what's about to be said. Mm-hmm. Can you share just in general what you would say when it comes to, we're talking about right now, an annual Marypreneur meeting. Um, where were you uh, mentally and emotionally uh, before we started our meeting? So when it came to the point of us getting ready for our first meeting, what was your, what were you feeling inside? And then um, what did you need? That's a part A and part B. So where were you? Like what, what was going on? And then what did you need in action in, to make it a an amazing experience for you? Well, I think where I was, was I thought it was not necessary. And so as a man, if I'm thinking that it's not necessary, I'm going to be resistant to it. And if I'm going to be resistant to it, trying to get me to do it, um, I'm not sold on the reason, the, not, not so much the reason, I'm not sold on the essential nature of it or the importance of it. So I'm thinking it's not necessary. And whenever we are, particularly us as men, are being called to, summons to, asked to participate in something that we really don't see the value in, then there's not going to be uh, a excitement, much much less um, a... A sense of even wanting to show up at all, um, and let alone show up prepared. So that's where I was. I didn't really see the value of it based on where we were. I didn't really deem it as necessary. And so for me, it was a internal struggle, an emotional struggle, a, a, a mental struggle. So anything I would have done to show up would have been purely to accommodate me. you because you thought it was important in ways that I would not or just didn't see it as such. So what made you change your mind? Well, there's two parts to that. The mind is not going to change initially. So for me, it didn't. my mind didn't change even though I was at the meeting. I still thought, well, I don't really see the value in this. I don't really th- see this as necessary. But because I'm accommodating, um, I will be present. I will show up and I will participate. Now, obviously, my showing up, if you will, my participation is not going to be loaded and it it wasn't packed with me having a bunch of ideas, but rather it was going to be, um, again, going back to me accommodating. So I did it as in the process of doing it, um, the desire to do it came slower. The, uh, seeing the value of it came slower. So you don't have to have the desire to do something that's important to your spouse in order for you to do it. If it's important to your spouse and they see the value in it, and ultimately I knew that I would have, you know, as being a co-owner in our business, I would have benefited from it. It just wouldn't have been the route 
that I would have taken it maybe not necessarily with the same sense of urgency. That's the other thing. Sometimes we can agree that the same thing is important, just not share the same sense of urgency. So where maybe you wanted to do it, I'm just giving it as an example, an earlier part of Q4, I'm thinking we could have done it later in Q4. So it just depends on what it is. But for me, the desire to do it, seeing the importance of it, didn't show up until after we started doing it. Okay, that's that's true. So what would you say um, did or did I do um, maybe that would have pushed you further away from wanting to do it? Um, and then I'm going to ask a part B on what did I do that encouraged you and that made you feel like you wanted to be a part? Sure. So the first part of that question would have been, um, me feeling like I was showing up to your meeting rather than me feeling like I was showing up to our meeting. Now, I don't think that was on purpose by any means, but I think it would have, I, I think it happened that way simply because you saw the importance of it and the value of it, whereas I did not. So it would have, by virtue of that, come off like it was your meeting, not necessarily because you did it, um, you know, directly or, or, or intentionally. The other part to that is um, the meeting is me showing up to the meeting, if I would have thought it was your meeting, then I would either not have brought my ideas to the table because I, I, I didn't have any, mm. or I would not have brought my, my ideas to the table because I might not have thought that they would have been valued. There's, there's at least those two reasons why mm. men may be resistant and reticent about going to a meeting like that Either they don't feel like they have anything to contribute or any values because they're maybe not thinking about the business with the same fervor and earnestness that maybe um, their spouse is. But on the other side of it is maybe they feel like, well, yeah, okay, we can do this meeting, but maybe there's been something where the ideas have been shot down or maybe they felt like they weren't going to be well received. So maybe then it's going to be like, oh, we got to go to your meeting where your ideas are going to take precedence. Mm, wow, that's good. Okay, so how do we switch that? How do we put some tools in place to switch that? It from? would have been from, number one, engaging me in the sense of not just accountability, but the need for me to really show up and help with the vision. So a lot of times if we're visionaries in particular, sort of high view thinkers, forward out forecasters, we're thinking, you know, all right, here's what I think we can do. Here's what we want to do. One of the things that you did was you made me feel like, and not just made me feel like, but really told me that this is important for your vision to be, your fingerprint to be on this so it doesn't look like it's my business or it doesn't look like it's my thing because that can translate to, now this is obviously unique to the fact that we are couplepreneurs, so that's where it gets to be really important, especially in our sense, in our context, being that we're both the faces of the business. Mm -hmm. So it was like, your voice needs to be here, your fingerprint needs to be on it as well. So then that made me, really assume and realize the sense of ownership that was needed from me, less than you feel like um, you're dragging me as you're building this business 
versus both of us actually building it together. So that took some time, but that realization definitely sunk in and you helped with that by just making that clear. Making it clear that it was really important that your fingerprints were on yes. this meeting. Yes. On as we build on this legacy. Yes. That that alone changed your mindset about <coughs> wanting to be a part? I think it was a huge contributing factor. The other part was I just needed to flat out accept that this is the reality that I am co-owner in this business as well as humble myself. And so okay. hu humility is really important because I could say, well, no, you know, and, and, and give all these reasons why it's not my thing. But then if that's the case, then that needs to be said. Otherwise, if we're going under the banner of we're doing this, well, then the we needs to be involved. And if that's the case, then I need to show up. Otherwise, I'm not being an effective team player. And I have yet to meet a man who doesn't want to be an integral part of a team. No, that's real. So what about this? You mentioned couplepreneurs. So what if a, a, you know, a couple who's going, they're going to implement this marriedpreneur, the annual marriedpreneur uh, legacy meeting and they are indie or spousalpreneurs, right? How do you think it's different for the husband, the man to show up um, in that same way or what would need to be said or done to help facilitate him being all the way 100, 1,000% on board? Yeah, I think it goes back to looking at it. If it's a spousalpreneur or even an indiepreneur, it goes back to looking at it from the standpoint really approaching the business from the fact that you are married rather than approaching the business from the standpoint of mm. we're business partners. Mm -hmm. If we approach it from the standpoint of where we're business partners, then it gives me the it, it, it gives me in my head at least to some degree the the sense of wiggle room to wiggle my way out of not helping, to mm. not playing a part of building out this legacy. Mm. If I approach it from the marriage standpoint, which is what I did, uh, uh, it, 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 it was, hey, this is my wife who is my, who is my partner whom in business. Whom you are well pleased in? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> whom this is, we're in business like. together. Because if I approach it from the marriage standpoint, then that, that adds another level of significance and depth to us building out our legacy together. Mm -hmm. You know, that's good. So as we wrap up, are there any other words of wisdom that you would want to share with the wives who were listening and and then also the husbands who were listening? Yeah. In, in order to have to help them facilitate an amazing um, annual Marriedpreneur Legacy meeting and any other meetings or things that they're going to be doing. Yeah. Generally speaking, a lot of husbands, I'm not going to say all, but a lot of husbands on one level or another can identify with the concept of teams. Mm -hmm. I think most people can, but in one unique sense, I think men can. And so one of the things that we understand from teams is the value of preparation. And the reason why we value preparation is two reasons. One, it reduces stress because we're prepared. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it gives us an edge. And teams need an edge in order to succeed. And so we have to figure out what gives us the edge. If it's sports. What gives our team the edge? What gives our team the okay. edge. That's why I said us. What gives us the edge. So if we look at ourselves, yes, we're married, but we're a team in building out this legacy. 
And two things, number one, I would, I would offer to the wives to present it like an obligation, the meeting, excuse me, not to present it like an no, obligation, like, really? no, no. but present it like an opportunity. opportunity. So okay. it's not an obligation to show up. It's an opportunity for us to reduce stress and be prepared going into the next year. Secondly, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity for us to gain an edge in our market, in our space. So we can, yes, hit those financial targets. And so we can, yes, do those things that we're looking to do over the next 12 months mm-hmm. uh, in business and even in our family. Oh, that's good. So I would say opportunity and edge, present it like an opportunity and edge. The meeting gives us an opportunity to reduce stress and get ahead of it. And it also gives us an opportunity to get an edge early going into the new year. And so um, are there any additional like soft skills that you would recommend um, to prep the the spouse who is maybe more resistant um, to prep their heart to come into the meeting. Yeah, I think it's all it's all about how information is perceived, and obviously, every spouse is going to know their spouse in a way that we just don't on a podcast. But I would offer this, and you can sort of finesse this into your thinking about how you're going to approach your spouse. One is present questions rather than statements that can come off a certain way, particularly talking about this area. Can you give an example? I'm going to give a couple of examples. Oh, okay. So one of them would be, how do you see us making an impact? How do you mm-hmm. see us making an impact mm-hmm. on whatever your market is, right? So it's now about vision conversation. This is vision talk. This is not, I need you to, you know, fill out these spreadsheets and show up at 8 a.m. tomorrow. No, this is about presenting it in a way that that, that gets them to engage the imagination. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways to do that is, is just to talk. Say, hey, how do you see us making an impact? In fact, I would ask the question before I answer the question. Because if you answer the question, then it comes off not like a real mm-hmm. question where you're really trying to find out. You may have your answer and have already thought through it, but pose it to them first. Mm-hmm. Another way is to say, based on your perspective, dot, dot, dot. When we posture questions that say, based on your perspective, now what you're doing is you're asking me for my wisdom. You're asking me for my insight. You're asking me to share my brain trust in this. Rather than it being a dictation, you're asking for me to divulge, to, to reveal, to explain. And so people, people like that. Men definitely like that. You may even want to take that same question Here's another spin on it. You may even want to engage it this way. From your leadership perspective, and actually I think that's a good way to put it because both of you are leading in this business. So it could be from... Maybe, if they're a couple of us. Maybe, maybe. It could be from your leadership, um, from your leadership perspective. Mm-hmm. Framing it that way, from your leadership perspective. Mm, the leadership true. part really uh, massages... The, 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 the ego, if you will, of the man. And it reminds him really of his responsibility, if you really think about it. And that's actually a good thing, but it's a subtle way of doing it. So from your leadership perspective, tell me. Or based on how you see things, tell me. That's great, Husband. Can I use those on you? Sure. <laughs> I'm sure they'll work, though, too, right? Mm-hmm. Anything else? No, the, I, that, 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 that's what I would offer. Okay, well, you know what? I really appreciate you coming here on... The American New Life Podcast. And hey, I thank you for flying me in and putting me up and paying for my lunch. 
and and feed you and your you and your company me and my company you and your organization okay. <laughs> anytime for you anytime for you so with that being said uh let's would you mind journeying over with this to the uh enjoying the journey together segment i don't know that i've done that before i'd be glad to okay well it will be my pleasure to have you well thank you my pleasure okay guys that is the end of this uh amazing podcast episode interview thank you Thank you for that. So we hope that you got some good insights and feedback as you all are preparing, hopefully, to do your annual Married Penewer Legacy Meeting mm-hmm. uh, from the husband's perspective. Because like I said, it was pretty rough when we started. I mean, it was, I'm putting it nicely. It was rough, rough. Um, but, you know, by God's grace and yes. a whole bunch of prayer and look at where we are now look, look, you know it's just so much easier look he's, at where we are he, now he's leading he's leading us in it um so i'm excited about that to share that and then what we'll do on the next one we'll do a, a wives perspective so you all can get that as well too okay so until next time y'all keep living purposefully powerfully and power profitably in sync <laughs> All right, guys, so here we are now at Enjoying the Journey Together, and this is where we give you two actionable, practical steps so you guys can see some traction fast. All right, so momentum, and and by momentum, I'm saying momentum and a sense of ownership as it pertains to you guys building out your legacy. Let me back up and say, if if this is indeed for you and you find yourself in this place, um, then here's the suggestions that we would offer uh, to help to spur that momentum and to get the, you know, the resistant spouse to really uh, grasp a sense of ownership. And that is this, ask one another this question. Uh, It's really a two-part question. One, why do they think legacy is important? Sometimes we assume that the other person really feels and shares in that level of importance. So it's just good to ask them the question, why do you think it's important? And you're really taking the assumptive that it is by saying, why do you think legacy is important? And then part B to that would be simply to ask them this. What is our legacy? What's ours? What What's it going to be? Um, because one is more of an objective question. The other one is more of a subjective question where they begin to, to really think about it as it pertains to your marriage. So that is the Enjoying the Journey Together. Yeah, so one of the things, if you all do not have this resource, we want to make it available to you, uh, and you can grab yours over at MarriedPreneurLife.com. What it is, is our free comprehensive Marriedpreneur checklist. It's an annual checklist, and we release it at the beginning of this year. Even if you haven't used it at all this year, now is the best time to get started with it, and it is a, an amazing tool to help you all get clarity, um, get on the same page emotionally and vision-wise as well, um, and really some practical steps that that are included in there as you all prepare for your annual legacy meeting. So you can head over to marriedpreneurlife.com, grab yours there, and um, we are so honored to serve you in that way. Let us know how it's serving you uh, over on IG or on Facebook at Marriedpreneur Life. Until next time. Yes, guys, keep living purposefully, powerfully, and profitably in sync. Ready to drop them bars, hubby?
funny. Yeah. Yeah, we here. Hi, girl. Okay. <laughs> Check it out. It's like, hmm, okay, it's OL and Sway back what? again. Another episode, press play, now you, you in. Motion to build out your legacy. Family imply your marriage plus ministry. What? The content is real life in real time, yep. Mm. A little more to help you both soar and step. Same page where we know you want to be. Yep. And no, it's not as easy as one, one two, two, three. But? It's more like three, two, one. Yep. Where you got to plan your work, work your plan and have fun. And yep. anything you two will call to was doable. Hit subscribe, press like, make this reviewable. Anything you two will call to was doable. Hit subscribe, Press like, make it reviewable. Peace. Peace. Anything you call to is doable. Press subscribe. Press like. Make this reviewable for the people in the back. <laughs> That's a wrap, guys. Maybe. Let's see if it was recording. <laughs> <laughs>